of Food Forest Canada, and I'm the head of design at Food Forest Abundance, a mentor with Verge Permaculture, and I'm a musician, and I play music, <laughs> and I dance, and I'm a mother of Hello, and welcome to the Permaculture Vine podcast. My name is Cormac Harkin, and today we're joined by Lindsay Brandon. Welcome, Lindsay. Hello, thank you for having me, Cormac. Great to yeah. talk to you. I do used to come on. Uh, I just want to give a quick introduction to yourself first there, please. Sure. Yeah, my name is Lindsay Brandon. I am the owner of Food Forest Canada, and I'm the head of design at Food Forest Abundance, as well as a mentor with Verge Permaculture. So I'm working with permaculture design, doing mentoring and running a team of designers based out of Florida as well as doing consulting close to my home in Calgary, Alberta, here in Canada, and designing here as well as building community, learning who's around me, who's doing what in Canada, and trying to expand the network of people that are connected in permaculture here in Canada. That's good. So I, I, I love stuff they call Yeah. And, you, <laughs> and I'm ready. a musician. You're very vibe. <laughs> And I dance, and I'm a mother of two teenagers. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot going on over here. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's a common theme amongst uh, people in permaculture. I've read the what's the all like stack their lives full. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I I felt like that yeah. too coming into permaculture. It was a, a nice fusion of all the things that I've done up to this point. I went to to art college. I took sculpture, so I did a lot of like fine arts and a little bit of design not so much it was more like three-dimensional sculpture and glass blowing and photography and video and then i did 12 years of fitness so that was a lot of like working with people and yeah when when permaculture came about it was just a nice fusion of those two things and it also kind of wove in the performing arts aspect of what i was doing playing music and doing you know, dancing and shows and getting used to being on stage and presenting and things like that. So, yeah, permaculture is a great blend of all the things I've done up to this point. So, say there. So, how did permaculture come along in your life? Well, it came along quite a long time ago, actually about 15, 16 years ago when I had uh, my son. I moved from Vancouver Island to back to Alberta. And Vancouver Island was very you know, forward thinking in terms of eco-consciousness, we'll say. There was a lot of trade and there was a lot of back to the earth sort of markets and things that I was involved in when my children were very little. And when I moved back to Calgary, it was like, oh no, I'm going back to like corporate Calgary. (laughs) There was this big like spray painted cow assumption on the fence that I just thought, oh, what have I done? But at the same time, it was like, I found this one store, it was called Reva's Eco Store. And they were like the first eco-conscious sort of establishment that I could find in Calgary. So I went and worked with them. They were selling natural clothing and, you know, body care all the way up to home renovation supplies, VOC free paints and renovation supplies and all sorts of things that um, you couldn't really find in other markets. So that was an eye in into the the permaculture world is where I started meeting people that were involved in that. Um, I took my certification just in 2021. Uh, I've been gardening my whole life, grandma's way. So 
taking the permaculture education, it was pretty eye-opening. I didn't really realize the density of the content that was there. And it was really life-changing, which is really great. I was inspired by the amount of topics that you could investigate. But at the same time, I knew permaculture was going to be something that I wanted to do as a group. It wasn't really something I wanted to do as an isolated individual. I've always been a very solo entrepreneur in all my endeavors. So it was a nice opportunity for me to just be like, you know what, maybe I'm going to join an ecology of some kind in this vein of a study and inquiry. Yeah, so, so you were a gardener then before you did your PDC? But... Oh, yeah. Yeah, my whole life I was. Um, I remember when I was 16, the first time I read, or no, sorry, I was 12. I was in grade six. And I got my first perennial flowers when I moved from Ontario to Calgary. And and that's really where I started to pick up the passion. It's about in grade six. So every year, you know, I, I had my own little special garden and I could add to it. And then fast forward, you know, till I'm 23 years old and I'm pregnant with my first child. And I started my own business called The Gardener for the Hood of Wood. And I took care of people's flower gardens. I just thought, you know, if I'm pregnant, I, I still was entrepreneurial. I wanted my own business. I said, I just want to hang out with the flowers and be a prego and <laughs> be outside and, you know, be around beauty and be outdoors and yeah, so, and my family too, in Saskatchewan, growing up with my family, everybody always had huge annual gardens that we would take care of, so lots of memories with my relatives there as well. And was that uh, that permaculture garden, or did that come, uh, did the PDC change your gardens then? It absolutely did, yeah. It, it showed me how much, you know, I had really adopted from my grandmother and my mother, and and how, you know, they were doing just the best that they could do with the knowledge that they had as well. So it wasn't really common knowledge. So the PDC definitely changed the way I was looking at things and then also opened my mind up to deeper inquiry. I was like, okay, hey, well, wait a minute. Now I don't really understand how the soil works, right? So I had to kind of like figure that out too. I was like, well, if I'm going to be doing this, you know, I want to have a deeper understanding of that process. So. Yeah, and again, and then, weaving, like a weaving of learning how yoga, right? Doing yoga was like how to human. So I felt like if I went down the soil path and learned how the soil worked, it was also going to lend well to understanding humans a little bit more, right? Understand the microbiology and see how that's reflected in human nature. Right. So you really dive under a detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which makes I I got the. A good skill to have for a uh, head of design. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You just have to have a limit, right? Because yeah. you can design so intensively. You got to put limits on that sometimes. <laughs> uh, tell us about your PDC. Where did you study that? Yeah, I took that with Verb Permaculture here in Alberta. That's where they're based out of. It was online at the time. And I was actually considering doing a more sound healing training. And it was kind of like one or the other. And I, I've been doing a lot of sound for a long time, singing mantras, playing sound bowls and harp and harmonium. And I just thought, you know, maybe I don't need that education as much as this one will bring something brand new into my world. And there was an opportunity to apply for a business grant in Alberta. So I did that. I went and got a business number and I applied for the grant so that, and they covered 75% of the education. So 
was really pleased about that. It was online and, you know, everybody was all locked up. So it was good timing. I could just sit in front of the fire and study and, and really dive deep into it. Yeah, that's, uh, I had an online one as well. Just because time, didn't have, the, didn't have the time to dedicate two weeks. Yeah, it was long. It was like October to March was was how long I was studying for. And um, it was, they were live talks that you could also just watch if you wanted to. But of course, I wanted to take part. We were all so isolated. It was nice to have, you know, a social opportunity to gather with like-minded people. And there was a lot of breakout rooms and things like that, which I really liked. And then opportunity to expand in your community locally, right? And start your own telegram telegram group or you know have your own little hub of people and find who's all living in calgary and commune with them mm -hmm. yeah something i should really well something this year i'm trying to focus on is local connections with rail and uh get, get a bit more pragmatic get my hands dirty yeah uh, absolutely. so you said the pdc changed your garden style how did it change as well you're you're thinking of um Anything else? No, did you did you notice a change? Anything else? Your pattern recognition things they got just day to day. Absolutely, yeah, a lot of it, right? It it really had me look at the relationships between things, um, and how things were interconnected. It got me away from feeling super satisfied from getting all those weeds out and looking at that nice clean black dirt right? Like what a nightmare that is now <laughs> to even think about having exposed soils. So aesthetically, uh, also my vision changed, you know, the idea of polycultures and how to make that beautiful, right? How to, how to mix the idea of multiple species, not necessarily looking crazy and chaotic because that's what I was used to doing in my businesses, right? It was making things look beautiful. So it was interesting to apply this, how to how to add that aesthetic of beauty into something that's more functional for food. So wow. I've, I've, I've been able to do that with uh, co-centric patterns is how I worked it on the farm that I was working on for the past three years. It was interesting to bring in perennial systems in a way that could grow like a, a raindrop. Right. So you're starting with a, a small circle and then adding species and adding species. So these circles of perennial growth get bigger and bigger and, and make quite beautiful geometric patterns. So we we on the farm when he did the PDC? Nope. Oh. Uh, I, well, I was only on the farm part time when I was there. I was in the city and then I would go up there on the weekend. So I was kind of back and forth. I was able to apply everything I learned from the PDC up to this point. Uh, it was a monoculture field when I started there. So by the time I'd left, it, it was absolute permaculture oasis. <laughs> yeah, and it only took three years, right? And now it's there's a full orchard there and everything. So I left a legacy. Great. So, uh... You're entrepreneurial and you finish your PDC. What's going through your mind then, and, and how does that, uh, how does that sort of, how do you decide your next steps, what to do, basically, in terms of career ways? Yeah, uh, for me, it's 
knowledge, I think, knowledge seeking really drives me. So I'm taking uh, another course right now with EcoAg University with Mark Shepard. It's agroforestry for farmers. And I'm taking that because it had a really in-depth water section. So water is also a theme that I've been very passionate about all through my art school years. I've done 20 years of video and photography and installations about water and the qualities of water and the transient nature of water. And it's just always been a subject for me that I had this deep connection to. So the Mark Shepard course is gonna increase my knowledge of the perennial systems and agroforestry application, which is really great because I'm starting to see a lot more uh, inquiry into large scale projects. And I'd like to see this expand into Canada and you know make better use of our eco buffer areas and things like that. There's definitely a need for that as well as since the size of the projects that are coming my way are much grander in scale, we're at the opportunity to have effect on watersheds and ecological sensitive areas and bring back biodiversity of species. And like Canada's huge, right? Big land. So that's kind of where my mind is going is I started to get involved. Um, I actually was, somebody reached out to me for, for more information about this eco buffer idea. Right. And and what they were developing was a pollinator species or a pollinator seed blend for the eco buffers, which is awesome. Right. So for Canada is very monoculture based. There's a lot of that going on. So in order to increase that awareness in in the general public is something that I'd really like to do. How can we make better use of our riparian areas on places where they can't be running machinery? is something that I'd really like to tackle. Um, the watershed restoration I'd love to tackle. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's like this inquiry. What do I want to know more about? I want to understand the water more. I want to understand, you know, land works more, have a better understanding of the calculations and, and the way lands move and shift based on their, their soil components and things like that. Yeah. So again, like cause the way you want the detail. Alright. <laughs> 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 uh, so going back to when when you so you, so we, see when you finished your PDC. Yeah. What was going through your mind there? What 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 uh, sort of defined your choices then? I wanted to decide what to do after the PDC. Because yeah. a lot this podcast is based on trying to figure out for people once you do your PDC, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what right? do you do with <laughs> so yeah the, the options of uh, yeah. What did you do? Yeah, somebody had actually posted on a Telegram group about food forest abundance and said, you know, they were looking for designers. And for about three weeks, I was like, Meh, I don't know about that. It's online. It's over there. How do you know you're going to get paid? That kind of thing. And then something was just kind of chipping on my shoulder saying, you know, why not? Like, why not just try? So I did reach out and I actually just joined with FFA and and volunteered until my PDC was done. So I was just taking parting, part in the meetings. I already knew I didn't want to go at this alone because of the depth of the subject. And I just thought, well, I'm going to want to be connected to people in all these different things. I don't want to pretend like I'm going to know it all sort of thing. So, so that started right away. And of course, being an entrepreneur like I am, I just started looking for opportunities and I started 
meeting people and I and I still continue to do that I just I go to events for like plant councils or uh, visit nurseries I go to farms anybody where I feel like oh this might be an alignment I try to just put that on the calendar and, and go to events and network with people and just see what what leads to the next thing so those those are some of the ways I'm just trying to think of other ways you know I Facebook groups, things like that. I started my own collective, it's called, so I could gather interest just in people that are like-minded in this sort of thing. They could join collective and it, it was all about cross-pollination because I think that's a, a major piece about permaculture that I really like to highlight when I you know, started talking with management in FFA. I felt like that's the power of this organization is that we're a catalyst for connectivity. It's like we're like the myocilia of the idea. We don't have to be doing it all, but we connect all the pieces are already there. It's just a matter of bridging them. And then here you and I are talking across the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the magic in it, right? Yeah. Uh I don't know, so we're still really up I've seen it on Facebook and I had the same reaction. The sort of imposter syndrome, well, they're not what me. I've just graduated this. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. then, and, and then I put it on and that was, uh, it was the same, same as you then. started, got involved, uh, learned the digital design, uh, and then and then started getting involved with shadowing and then let loose then on clients by myself. Uh, so how did you learn the digital side of it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. When I was in art school, I actually learned a lot of these programs. So I had an intro into Illustrator. I was doing Photoshop with my photography. I was doing video since like high eight, right? When we're like sitting in a dark room for 16 hours doing tapes and stuff. So uh, using Premiere, I'm super, you know, knowledgeable about all that. So picking up illustrator there there was a learning curve there because i hadn't really done worked with vectors as much but i felt like because i had a pretty good wrap around those adobe products it didn't take me too long and you know i, I just watch youtube videos and i'm always learning right there's so much out there in terms of like how to use those programs um i picked up affinity as well once i was more in a management position just so that i could alter other people's things if i needed to and whatnot and and I found it that's a pretty simple program. It's it's kind of like the dumbed down version of <laughs> Illustrator, right? Like it, it does a lot of a, a similar things. Um, I was also doing After Effects, which was crazy three dimensional animation and things like that, but time consuming. So I felt like yeah, I was equipped a little bit with some of that knowledge from my art school days. Yeah, I definitely think the Adobe Suite gets you a better result, but. The Faraday product gets you eighty percent of the way there, yeah. And the likes of yourself is artistic, maybe, maybe you notice the difference. But for me, I, I'd be very uh, utilitarian. Just get it done. I mean, <laughs> engineering thoughts just like right. Uh, the bells and whistles. Uh, we do have a course called the PDCD Pro. Just put a mark in here, right? So if you go to pdcdpro.com, uh, you can purchase that course there. Uh. And that uses the quality. Uh, but it gets you going, it gets you enough to produce uh run to your boards. Uh like a lot of designers use a and produce great results. 
but but I'll help them with that if you want a really really top top door, you have to go to Dublin, but then you have to pay for it every every month. Yeah, and, and for me too, it just made sense oh. because I'm doing photography and video, and you know, so with that combination of those project those products, it makes sense for me. A lot yeah. of the designers do definitely choose Affinity because it's a one time fee, whereas Adobe you have to pay month after month after month, right? So they get you like that. So it's really up to people to decide, you know, what works for them for sure. Yeah, and hey, you're gonna start off with Affinity, and then once you get going and you're getting regular work, the only ones that would say go to Adobe, they have their better product. Yeah, um, and I've got a Wacom tablet too, uh, so it's just like a drawing tablet. I can't, I don't know if I can really show you if it'll reach. See, that's this thing here. Oh, so you it's did. A big, it's a big drawing pad, so it comes with a pen. Uh, feels like paper, and I'm able to do like live manipulation of people's drawings very easily so that's like another really excellent piece of equipment i highly recommend for designers that want to take this to the next level to be able to you know you're talking to somebody and, and be able to draw oh right here and they see yes right here this is where you want this or you want me to move this you can really uh, do a lot of your modifications on your drafts live with them yeah that's what i do as well uh it makes it a lot easier yeah. And uh, I got caught once when somebody wanted uh, square beds, not round beds. And they decided they want to go back to round beds. <laughs> and uh, like to me, I I'd never done the hand hand drawings. Uh, I I did say one time I wouldn't know where to start. Otherwise, uh, somebody some smarter on uh, the other net started with getting a pencil. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, i like like i come uh, from the fine arts too so i enjoy being able what? to to utilize the pen to make my own graphics for my legend you know so each, each design i would draw a new thing so maybe i drew a beehive for this drawing maybe i drew a, a log structure for a mushroom farm so they're all my own illustrations kind of creates my own style in terms of having a, a key or a legend of my graphics. And then I can just save those and, and pull them out each time and just keep adding to that library. Uh, so you're, you're creating for forest abundance and you started off as a designer and then you went to team leader. Yeah, that's right. I was the regional team lead. We called ourselves West side soul. And, and then after that, uh, it was about December last year. I was asked if I would be the lead designer for the Freedom Farm Academies and started 15 of those. <laughs> and then, you know, a few months later, the opportunity came up to be the head of design and I, I jumped on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that for the past year and it's been great. I've had so many opportunities to do a lot of creative development uh, in behind the scenes in terms of how things are done and and uh, how we can really, of course, get into the details of what we're doing and what we're presenting to people for our designs, yeah. And travel, right? I love traveling and meeting all the new people and having some opportunities to do a couple TV shows. We did Modern Homestead last year. And then in February, I'll be going to Florida to go shoot another TV show called Backyard Bounty. Right. Yeah. Again, a lot of <laughs> a lot of things happening there. Uh, so how are these getting involved in the TV shows? That too for Forest Abundance or their own? Yeah, that's all for Forest Abundance. Um, 
I think people people find Jim and they find Galt's Landing, right? And then they, they go to Galt's Landing and they see it in real life and how it looks and how it works. And they're very inspired by Jim and his message. He's really good with that. And and then, you know, people want to run with this idea and share it. So with Backyard Bounty, we're doing the pilot show in Florida. And then if that goes well, it's to move around the country, right? And to show all the differences so the, the TV shows have different models of their interest. You know, Modern Homestead is, is more like a large, big, large pieces of property, right? And build your community and be self-sufficient, but that's not quite as bite-sized as let's change your lawn into a food forest and get you growing food. So they're completely different things that they're, they're looking to do there. Um, really excited to work with Backyard Bounty as well to to weave in what we learn through our process, how to connect the installers and the designers. So that's another piece that there's um, a lot of potential for in terms of creating a design that is installer friendly in terms of handing projects off. If you're not installing them yourself, something to think about, right? With permaculture, you can design it, you can design it, install it, you can install it, you can, <laughs> where do you want to, go at it from right so yeah i was fine I, I think i was quite lucky in for the performance was the installers i was paired with uh brian monka one i don't see jobs and i had was me uh very good so it's about the communication and then trusting your installer that they're really big changes and stuff on the ground because once they get there there's things things in place that you can't can't predict Totally. Yeah. And it's wow. really just like communication, right? And and working yeah. with people that you know that you resonate with and that are aligned with the same vision as what you're trying to output and that they're not going to make a silly choice or change something dramatically that doesn't make any sense or add a bunch of chemicals because of whatever reason, right? So <laughs> finding installers that are aligned with your vision is super important. Yeah. Hey, so we have... Uh... You mentioned as well you're a mentor for veg. What is that? What is that involved? Yeah, well, I call it coffee and questions. <laughs> it's like they I have a couple sessions where it's it's coffee and questions, right? People just come, the students come, they ask me anything pertaining to how they are uh wrapping their head around permaculture and applying it to either their property or someone they know, or even just a random property if they don't have a property. And it's just to be there as a mentor to answer questions as they create their own designs for their PDC certification. And then once the, the time has passed through the course, there's a couple different times where I'll, I'll show up and have some live discussion and whatnot, but it's marking the student projects and then supplying video feedbacks about their project. Because it's all online, of course, as well. Yeah, and how do you find that? Does that help you learn as well? It sure does, yeah. Wow. And, I, and I get to see people from all over the world, right? And I really like the opportunity to have to kind of like fly by the seat of my pants and come up with solutions right away. I thrive in that sort of environment. And then if there's an opportunity there for me to learn like something I don't know, which is often, <laughs> I don't claim to know everything, that's for sure. So it it's nice because it, there's an equal exchange there of, you know, sharing and receiving knowledge. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, uh, do you have your own property that you work at or, or farm at the moment or? 
I also have my parents' place. So my parents and my sister, they own nine acres of land just south of here. So it's open prairie, just at the base of the Rocky Mountains sort of thing. And they have a massive garden there. So I've been working on their property for about 15 years. Um, and we'll be adding a lot more this year as well. They made some type one errors. For sure. They put trees on the south side, which is like the absolute worst, right? So this year we might be attacking some of those type one errors and having to take those trees down to increase our sunlight exposure. But we've worked on the soil a lot there so that, you know, the organic matter of the soil is so much better than it was when we first got there. It was basically sand, right? And, and now they have all the rain barrels and we've got some perennial berry bushes growing all around the perimeter to protect the annual space and whatnot. Um, yeah, and you, you did the Eliangums course as well, didn't you? I did, Sorry. yeah. So I did Eliangums foundational courses. Uh, I've got the microscope and I'm actually interested in live blood analysis. I might do that when I'm an old lady and can't work the field. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I love looking at, you know, looking at microbiology underneath that thing is is a vortex and a mind warp you can just see the personalities of bacteria you can see the whole like cities of behaviors and interactions when you look at things in the microscope it's just phenomenal so it's an excellent tool for me to have in, in the field going forward i also study matt powers books as well to get you know better with the identification I also have a unique interest in mycology, so I deep dive into that as well. Textbook style uh, reading is all I really like to do. And yeah. And then the Mark Shepherd's course. And then after Mark Shepherd's course, I'm probably going to take another water course. We'll see. We'll see how much water information I get out of this one. But I'm really wanting to, yeah, have a really good wraparound water. I think it's super important. One of the most important things, I think, in terms of me investing, having land with water is like at the top of my list. What do you call a guy, Ben? He does Jeff Lawton's uh, watershed stuff. He's very good with uh, basically. He, he was the uh, he does all Jeff. Uh, take, basically, takes the lidar over like say a large area, and then he's able to do the watersheds and animate it using Adobe. Beautiful. It is class. I'll send you his links. I'll put those links in the description as well. I'm so I keep trying to get them all, but he's always buzzy. Uh, I would love to see that. Yeah, so that's good. So that's he's probably the best I've seen of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's taking large areas and the lidar images and, and producing really, really great. And because uh, you can't always rely on the contour map generator. Yeah, because I, I even point here, contours go in the complete wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and I do have a couple drones and I haven't used the program yet. There is a, a drone deploy. I'd like to give a shot at, but you know, it's tech long, long, takes a long time to run this stuff, but drone deploy will actually utilize the drones that I have to create that sort of map where we can do 3d scaling and stuff. Definitely something I'd love to get into in the future. Once I get that body double going up. Yeah. Yeah, the name is Ben, ben, ben Russimer. You call him. Yeah, like natural pools. Yes, yeah, please. Pair, pair rubber equal design. And I'll leave the links of the scope in the So he does all Jeff Lawton stuff. Um, so I want to thank to the hunter that they were actually going to uh, release a course on as well. So I, I'll, I'll definitely be named down. So as I see that, that's 
Uh, that's something I'd be interested in the mapping and the QGIS, you know, the, the the geographic information systems, things like that. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the thing, things we get excited about. Planes, planes on a planes on a screen. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, then you have Food Forest Canada. Again, what what kind of stuff do you do for them? For Food Forest Canada, that's yeah. like that's me growing locally in Canada. Basically, any, any permaculture design, it's it's pretty broad range. I'm planning a spring tour. I'm going to be hitting up people that I've met along the way. I have a lot of friends that have purchased land, and I'm going to be working with you know, going to them and, and trading services as well. So you know, staying at my friend's B&B on a, for a couple nights on an island and, and then helping her and then also integrating into the community there, like learning who's doing permaculture there and, and doing a tour and just like putting my body physically in these places because I think there's a lot of power to that, right? We've had so many years where we've been so disconnected. Everything's very online and I feel like just getting my human outside and into these spaces and interacting you know in a three-dimensional way is super important and yeah just knowing who is who who's doing what here in Canada and getting a little bit more familiar with who's got nurseries and things like that so that when I am providing designs for people in Canada I have adequate resources to be sending them to and also just you know in spreading the word about what, what I'm doing as Food Forest Canada and, and that there is a market for this and that this is a thing because I feel like a lot of people don't know what permaculture is. They really don't. And I get a lot of smile and nods when I say, what do you do? Oh, I'm a permaculture designer. They're like, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> I don't, don't quite know what that is, right? Well, so well, what I say is I design edible gardens and that's like, an, it's it's a, it's a, I know it's not adequate, but it's it's a it's a I think it's an appropriate starting point, and and then I put on the fact that you have to use nature and not use chemicals, and then and then it's sort of right that sort of gets the conversation going. But because people just don't know what permaculture, and my four year old can say permaculture, but so that's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool because as soon as um, you start talking about it, it's like everybody likes it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like, oh, tell me more. Like, everybody seems to be interested. There's, I don't think, I can't even think of an occurrence where somebody has been like, huh, right? Like, lame. (laughs) It just doesn't happen, right? People, I think people inherently know and understand that the relationship between us and the earth is a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're we're, we're, we're all part of nature. And uh, I've been taught to forget that. Yeah, and then actually, sorry, I was just going to say that actually kind of brings me up to where I'm I'm taking things. I have a lot of big goals for 2024, and and one of them is to get away from products and get closer into process. So when we're offering a permaculture service, we come with the understanding that it's a process, right? There's this give and take, and there's a, a flowing and changing relationship in what we're doing. So that we can get away from the boxed idea of this is what it is. This is what you this is this is what you want. And this this is here it is. Because that's not really what I want to inspire in people that are coming to me to work with the earth and work with their property. I want to encourage that relationship between them 
and the outside world and their environments and get them to ultimately hold the permaculture ball themselves because they're the ones that are going to be maintaining these systems, right? And it's not only going to benefit the earth, but it's going to benefit them and it's going to benefit their families and their relationships as they have a deeper understanding of how their ecology works and how they, you know, what is their place and how we all fit in together. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be thinking back to what you said earlier. You wanted to be part of a group, a community. So people want to be part of that community to learn and that environment. I think that's important as well. They bring them into the community and support them after they get a design. And, uh, so I got some part of that. So entrepreneurship and permaculture, <laughs> how have you welded the two? And, uh, how, how is Sorry, that you're kind of, your, your, your video cut out and then went back to normal. Uh, <laughs> so entrepreneurship and permaculture, uh, we seem to have done quite well at, at managing the two and uh, maintaining your ethics and your principles. Would you have any advice for other aspiring entrepreneurs looking looking to get into uh, permaculture as a career or, or, or as a business? Yeah, absolutely. Just meet as many people as you can, like opportunities to network with others, uh, to share responsibility as much as possible to never assume that you know and be curious and ask others for guidance. Um, yeah, never to depend on one source of knowledge. Always, <laughs> yeah, always increase your knowledge, right? Like always be curious, always be curious about more and yeah, question when you think you know. Yeah. Well, great stuff. Uh, I mean, anything else you'd like to add, like, where people can find you or uh, what's yeah. the best way to get in touch or whatever? Yeah, so all Food Forest Canada on all the socials. I'm on TikTok a little bit, and mainly because their video editor was so quick. And then there's, you know, Instagram and Facebook is all at Food Forest Canada. Same with YouTube. And I'm starting to put my you know, interviews and things like this that are up there. And my website, foodforcecanada.ca is another place you can find me. I guess the other piece of advice that I would have for people is to not be afraid of public speaking and to do things like this a lot because it provides a lot of opportunity for self-inquiry to know where you're coming from, where you are and where you're going and share that with others. Great advice. Lindsay, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that's you. 45 minutes to go. <laughs> right on. Yeah, thanks uh, so much, Carmack. Uh, that's great. And uh, for all these uh, listeners, I'll leave Lindsay's uh, links in the description. Thanks very much for joining us. And uh, don't forget as well, I'll leave the link if they want to do strategy sessions for food source to bonus as well. I don't. <laughs> you don't? Well, we'll edit that out. I'll leave my I strategies. I'll leave my strategy session link in the description if you want a 30 minute free strategy session with myself through FLP. So and we've... then I could put it, I could put in my network link. I'll give you my network link if you'd like to join my network. Yeah. So uh Lindsay's affiliate links, so you can join our network as well. Uh, that as well, there'll be a small income for you as well for good course designs. So 
FFA have an affiliate program, so sign up to Lindsay's link and there is good. Lindsay, thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye.